0: Hello, and welcome to episode 48 of the Life Simply Better podcast. I'm Zoe Galaitzis, and I coach busy working moms on how to create simpler, more relaxed lives with more time for what matters most. And today we are going to talk about career limiting beliefs. And the reason that I selected this topic is not so much because I'm super focused on trying to get as far ahead in your career and as to high a level as possible because that's not really honestly the focus on life simply better life simply better is all about creating simpler, more relaxed lives. But interestingly enough, I have found in my own experience that pursuing career growth at a reasonable pace that works with the rest of my life has been something that has really served me. Not only has it brought more resources into our life to help it be easier to make it a simpler, more relaxed life, but I've also found that as I go into more senior levels of leadership, I've actually, it's really grown me and it's given me a clearer head. And I actually feel more relaxed at work now than I used to. And I think that's in part due to the growth that I've had developing in my career. So what I want to talk about today is career limiting beliefs. And those are beliefs that you may have that may actually be holding you back in your career. Some of them are as simple as listening to what I just said. If you're thinking, wow, I really don't think about developing in my career as creating a more relaxed life. I think of that as being really stressful. That probably just feels like a fact to you when you think that, that moving ahead in your organization is going to make you more stressed out. But that is actually a belief you have that as you rise in your career, it will become more stressful. And when we have beliefs like that, those are not very motivating to us to pursue a promotion or pursue a new role or opportunity. And so in this episode, I want to start really examining what beliefs we do hold about career growth, how those might be hindering us or serving us and what beliefs we want to intentionally adopt versus just the default beliefs that maybe we've grown up with during the early part of our career or our career up to this point so let's think about you know what beliefs you do hold about what it means to be a senior leader in your organization what is your picture of a leader what comes into your head when you think about a senior leader within your organization and do you think that picture is something you identify with or you push away from maybe you have mixed feelings about it and we want to start to think about whether that picture is helping you or hurting you when it comes to your own career growth and I'm going to share as an illustration of this the seven limiting beliefs that were holding me really at a plateau in my own development a few years back. And I'm also going to share the new beliefs I found which served me so much better and got me over that hump. And so this was at a time in my career when on the outside my career looked like it was going great and it was growing quickly. So I had the spring before this happened. So this was in fall of 2016, so a few years ago. And that previous spring, I had gotten a promotion and I had also somewhat unrelated to that, taken on a new role, a more senior leadership role within my organization. So I had already been running a group of over hundred colleagues and doing that for a couple of years and felt pretty comfortable in that role. And this new role was a slightly larger group, but also increased scope of responsibility. The, the things that I was responsible for as a leader was a broader range of business objectives. And I felt really out of my element in that role. At the same time, getting a promotion, of course, I felt super happy to get the role and get the promotion initially, but then that, imposter syndrome started creeping in and thinking who do I think I am you know I can't live up to what's expected of this role I'm not really qualified all of these doubts and all these beliefs that made me start to wish almost that I hadn't gotten the promotion or that I hadn't gotten this new opportunity because I was just so stressed out by all of these thoughts that I was a fraud or I couldn't measure up etc etc and so it all came to a head when i was kind of hobbling along for several months feeling really stressed feeling like i was burning out and one day in september i woke up and it was the morning when we were supposed to have like a an all-team meeting where i was going to present and i woke up and i just started crying like right after i woke up and i could not stop it wasn't one of those things where it was like okay i'm gonna have let the tears come and then get myself ready, dry my eyes, go into work and do my meeting. It's like, I literally could not stop crying. I had never had that happen to me before. And so my husband was there and said, you just, you need to not go to work today. Like, this is not, this is not good. I don't know what's going on, but like take the day off to figure it out. And I did, and of course there's someone else covered for the meeting and it was all totally fine. It always feels like this huge emergency that no one else can do it at the time, but it was fine. I took the day off, and fortunately for me, I've had the benefit of having a lot of strong women role models as leaders for me in my career, which has been amazing, and I wish all of you the same in your careers. And if you don't have that, that might be even more reason to look into getting some coaching or getting something outside of your organization to really, uh, to really give you that because it makes a huge difference. So I had someone in my life who, uh, actually my boss at the time, who I could email and say, ah, I feel like I'm having a little breakdown here. And she was awesome as always. And you know, we had lunch, we kind of talked through it. I ended up just taking the week off, which, again, felt like a really scary decision at the time, but ended up being an amazingly good decision for me to take that time away and really think through things. And towards the end of that week off that I had, I sent my boss and my mentor an email as I had reflected about... What was this breakdown about? Why was I so unhappy and so stressed? And how could I turn this around for myself? And so I wanted to share that with you. I went back through my email archives to find this from three years ago at this point, but I think it's still very relevant. And I think no matter what level you are at your career, what size team you're leading, or what your responsibilities are, I think these are things that we face at every inflection point of kind of growing into the next level. And your limiting beliefs may be different than mine, but I want to share them here first, just to be an example of being vulnerable and saying, no, I, I don't always have it together uh, inside and kind of how I'm thinking about things. I don't even feel confident all the time when I outwardly look confident, but being open about this, I hope will be helpful to other people. And you may really resonate with some of these too. Some of these may be the same limiting beliefs that you have. So here's, here's what I wrote to my boss. And I have changed this a little bit just to make it more generic. Uh, But you can fill in the blanks with kind of whatever your current roles are and what you're thinking about with your work. So I said to her, I said, I've spent some more time thinking about what is stressing me out so much. I think it boils down to my own definition of senior director or practice leader and putting pressure on myself to be quote unquote, that person, which is stressful because it isn't really who I am. I'm not that person. Below, I wrote out my current definitions of who that person is along with a revised version. I had a good handle on this in my old role, but this role change has tripped me up and made me feel like I had to change who I was. And then I put this list of seven limiting beliefs and new beliefs. And I'm just gonna read through those. And again, you can reflect on, are these true for you? Are there some others that aren't on this list that you have that you'd like to explore? But here's a starting point to get your brain going. Limiting belief number one. If I give up work, like if I delegate more work, I won't be adding as much value. And my new belief, and I think that's true for a lot of us, right? Like we let go of a role or let go of some of the work that we're doing and then we feel guilty that we're not doing enough or that we're not adding as much value. But I flipped that around to a new belief of, if I give up work, I will create the space for greater contributions to exist. The second one was, I have to be able to do the work to prove I deserve to be at this level. So that gets back to that imposter syndrome. It's like I got promoted and then I started thinking, oh crap, now I have to work at this higher level and be better than I was before. When really the promotion was a recognition of what I had already demonstrated. And so my new belief for that, that serves me a lot better was that I already earned this career level through my unique strengths. And I put unique strengths in there because part of my imposter syndrome, and maybe you can relate to this, was looking at others at that career level around me and saying, oh, well, they're really good at sales or they're really good at finances or whatever it was and feeling like I hadn't done as much in that area. But I had other areas that I had done a lot in that were really my, again, my unique strengths. So feeling confident and not feeling like I had to prove things in every single area to operate effectively at a senior level was key for me. And that leads into The next one, this third limiting belief of mine was that I have to be able to do everything to add value. And to me, doing everything in that belief meant I have to do everything, meaning I have to be able to sell, I have to be able to lead, I have to be able to manage, I have to be able to uh, be a subject matter expert, XYZ, all the list of things that people at that level could possibly be spending their time on. I thought I had to be great at all of it. And so my new, and of course that's exhausting, right? <laughs> to try to be equally amazing at everything at a very high level is, uh, is tricky. So my new belief there was I add value by being selective in where and how I contribute. And this was huge for me because instead of spending all my time worrying about how I wasn't a senior seasoned sales lead all of a sudden I stopped worrying about that and started focusing on the fact that I knew I was really good at building leadership teams around me and like who were the senior sales leads around me that could play this role how could I elevate the roles that they were playing right and use my strength in building leadership teams to create all of the, the sales expertise we needed on our team. All right, so number four is senior leaders have difficult jobs and can't be expected to be happy in them. So this was my limiting belief that when you get to a certain level, it's just really hard work, the expectations are really high, and you kind of have this status and maybe whatever you know pay or compensation benefits you think go along with that but in exchange you're just going to be miserable all the time (laughs) because look you got this kind of sweet deal in terms of you have this fancy career but in exchange for that like tough luck you're just going to be unhappy and stressed all the time. And I really thought that, and I don't know, there's plenty of senior leaders who are very happy, well-adjusted people at my organization. So I'm not sure exactly where I came up with that, but I just had this idea that the further I got in my career, the harder it would be. And so the less happy and more stressed I would be. And so my new belief here was senior leaders do their best work when they like their jobs this totally turned it around for me because then i was thinking about how can i like this job because if i like the job i'm in think about the energy i will bring to my team and my role and how fantastic that will be all right belief number five is my contribution is based on how many hours i work and how many tasks i complete do you ever run into someone who's, it kind of sounds like they're complaining or venting about how many hours they work. But at the same time, it's sort of like this badge of hour, this badge of honor of, you know, I'm so busy. And I put in 70 hours of of work last week. And it's kind of like, wow, I'm so important and valuable because I spend all this time and I'm adding so much value because of that. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for more than a few episodes. You probably know that now I completely disagree with it, that, uh, that theory that the value we create is related to the time we spend on work or the number of tasks we complete, especially as a leader, I think your value is around the ideas you generate, your ability to make decisions, the role model that you are to your team, and a number of other things, not your time or a a task checklist. And so a few years ago when I was writing this, the new belief that I wrote out there, which was really the seed to a lot of what I, I think now, was that my contribution is based on opening space to be more effective. And I've talked about that before, this idea that creating open space, creating spaces of doing nothing where you can just kind of let your brain meander be creative come up with ideas decompress is so valuable as a leader and you can create so much value from creating space that looks pointless on the surface but in the long run can generate some of the best ideas that you have to contribute all right Two more left here. Belief number six, my limiting belief, was that I manage people and give them solutions. Now that actually sounds like a, not a limiting belief necessarily. Uh, managing people is good, giving people solutions is of course good. But here's the, here's the trick with that. As you grow into more senior roles, uh, and you really make the transition from a manager to a leader, you can't, um, you can't do everything. You can't micromanage people. You don't have bandwidth to do that. You can't just solve everyone else's problems. And also that's not how people grow around you. So even though it doesn't, it doesn't sound bad and it wasn't bad to manage people and give them solutions, my elevated belief there was that I coach people and ask questions that help them to uncover solutions so this transition of going from managing and directing to coaching and probing and helping other people solve their own problems which if you can figure that out that opens up a whole bunch of time for you, because people aren't dependent on you for all of the answers uh, to be able to move forward with what they're working on. And it's also such an amazing gift to the team that you're working with to help them build that skill of creating their own solutions. All right, last but not least, limiting belief number seven for me was, I have leadership goals to accomplish. And what this meant to me was, I was thinking about what I had to accomplish, what I had to prove as all about me. What did I need to accomplish as a leader? What was on my individual goal sheet? And not only did that create a lot of pressure for me, but it was also isolating and disconnecting. And what I changed that to was that our practice, the, the business that I was leading, Our practice has goals to accomplish and I help individuals define and implement their contribution towards meeting our shared goals. So again, it's going from this idea of I have to do everything or I have to manage everything to really being in a support role of helping everyone on the team show up as their best and contribute at their highest level to collectively meet our shared goals and that really changed how I felt about myself in my leadership role especially as connected to the rest of my team so that's it those are my seven limiting beliefs and the new what I like to call unlimiting beliefs that I created around that I will include this, if you're on my email list, I'll write these down in an email on the Hello Friday email I send out. So you can have it written out if you weren't taking notes on this and you wanna refer back to these. But in any case, I really encourage all of you to give this a thought. And what are the negative associations you have with growing your career in your current organization? And can you start to see your own possible subjectivity in your thoughts about that. What is a belief and what is fact? And what other beliefs might you want to intentionally adopt about growing your career? Again, if you're interested, of course you don't need to grow your career or get a promotion or anything like that to be happy or to have a simple life or a relaxed life or any of it. The reason that I'm doing this episode, the reason that I wanted to record this is because sometimes I think we Eliminate that as an option because we have these preconceived notions. So I'm just suggesting that you open up To curiosity about this and then you can decide what you want to do. Maybe you do want to Go for a new opportunity. Maybe this gives you some new perspective on where you are right now in your career And that's really what you want to be in any case, I encourage you to try this out and see what you think. And hey, if you are enjoying this podcast, whether you've listened to a few episodes or all 48 episodes and you're thinking, wow, I'm so happy Zoe recorded this podcast. It's been so helpful to me. I wonder how I can kind of do her solid and return the favor of her doing this podcast. Well. Of course, you don't have to do anything. I'm happy to always record these for you. And I offer it freely for all of you every week on Tuesday. But if you want to do me a little favor, you could go over to iTunes or whatever podcast app you're listening in and leave me a rating and a review. And if it's five stars, that's even better. But I will love them all. Those reviews and ratings help um, the search engines, help me get noticed on the podcast services so that more women can find this podcast and benefit from it. So if you have a second to do that, that would be awesome. And I wish you all a wonderful week. I will talk to you again on Tuesday.